0: Hello, travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, the show that teaches you how to travel more while spending less. I'm your host, Travis Sherry, and today's episode is one part of an 11 part series that I'll be releasing between June 5th and June 7th called the Paradise Pack Sessions. So, if you're listening to this and you want more, there's plenty of other ones that just came out as well. So, what are the Paradise Pack Sessions? On June 3rd, I was lucky enough to co-host an incredible event that we called the Paradise Pack Livecast party. It was a six-hour live streaming video session that we broadcast on Google Hangouts and on YouTube, which some of you may have attended, in which I interviewed 11 of the world's foremost experts on travel, location independence, and lifestyle entrepreneurship. We had hundreds of people tune in from all over the world. Some of the contributors and people who got interviewed came from Armenia, from Australia, all over the US. And we not only got to pick the brains of these people, but we also got to ask them some of the questions that viewers submitted. And no, during that entire six-hour time that I was on there live streaming, I did not go to the bathroom. I don't know how I pulled that off but it worked. And we loved it so much. We had so much fun. And there was so much amazing content that we decided to pull out the audio, make it into a podcast series so that you could listen to it in case that you missed the actual event. So each and every one of these guests is a contributor to this year's Paradise Pack. And the combined value of the Paradise Pack is over $2,000. We have gotten people to put in the best resources around the world that are going to help you live, travel, and work anywhere in the world. So if you haven't got your paradise pack yet, the sale ends on Sunday, June 7th at 1159 PM Pacific time. And once it's gone, It is gone forever. You will never get the chance to get this Paradise Pack again. So please, if you're listening to this while driving or you're at the gym or you're doing something where you can't purchase it right away, make sure to quickly stop right now, set an alarm to remind yourself. I don't want anyone who is interested to miss out on this incredible group of resources. I am very proud of this. I'm proud to say that this is one of the best things that I've ever helped create. But once the clock strikes midnight on June 7th, it is gone. So again, Set an alarm on your phone, or if you can, head to paradisepack.com right now. Check it out, pick up your copy. All right, enjoy the show. Adam, thank you for joining us. We've got Adam Sepper from Boots and All. Um, Adam, tell everyone where you're coming um, in from today.
1: I am at home in St. Louis, Missouri. Very exotic.
2: so we
0: have portland and st louis missouri guys throughout these next five and a half hours we are going to bring people in from literally all over the world people from australia london i don't even know there's people everywhere but uh i think mexico but we got portland now we got st louis how are you today adam
2: i'm doing
1: excellent how are you gentlemen doing today
2: Good. We uh we're, this is going to be a long live cast I think. We haven't had to use the bathroom yet, so that's good. But um no, it's really great to meet you. Actually, our first time meeting. So Yeah, definitely. Nice to so meet thanks you as for well. Taking the time. Of course. My pleasure. Yeah, and
0: we've got like we said, we've got about 140 of you online right now. There is a chat box. We are definitely going to be answering your questions as they come up. We're going to try to get to all of them. Um so please keep putting stuff in there and uh we're going to start off with Adam just kind of You've got a really interesting story, Adam, because you kind—you of, decided, I'm not going to say to become location independent, but you didn't like what you were doing and you decided to do something different and it's worked out really well for you. And it's a little different from the quit your job, start your own business, live anywhere in the world type thing. So I want you to touch a little bit on your story so people can get a little bit of a background.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was a high school English teacher um, about uh, seven, eight years ago. Uh, my wife and I, you know, kind of long story short, my wife and I decided to take a, a around the world trip. Um, so we both quit our jobs and, and went on a trip for a year. Um, I actually enjoyed teaching. I, I planned on, on going back to it all along, but we took our trip in uh, 2008, 2009. So right as the economy was just diving and going South. And when I, when I returned, I, I wasn't able to get a teaching job. So, uh, I had started a blog, you know, as everybody seems to do when they go on these trips and uh it was mainly just to kind of you know for family and friends and for our own uh, personal record of the trip and uh and yeah i i, I kind of remembered how much i enjoyed writing like i said i taught english my degrees in journalism um and i, I kind of discovered a, a lost passion that i hadn't done for a while so uh because i wasn't able to find a job i i started doing some freelance writing and uh one
0: thing led to
1: another and then Forty years later, here I am, still a Boots and
0: all. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so interesting how stuff like that happens where, like you said, you started writing, you started a blog, you probably thought, hey, this is what's going to be my bread and butter, hopefully. And I think it gets overlooked with people forgetting that there is, as we talked about with Sean Ogle just just before this, if you build a skill, something that you had, you know, you you knew how to write and it had been a little dormant and then you started to get back into it. If you build those skills, there is all types of jobs out there if you are too scared to start your own business or you just have no desire to start your own business here you are working for a great company at Boots and all and it's you know it's provided you a nice stable environment um at least i i believe so you can speak to that
1: oh yeah 100% i mean when i you know when i first started writing i did some freelance stuff i started my own you know more professional type blog i you know learned about all about seo you know that i didn't even know what seo meant when i first started you know so i mean i kind of you know, you have to teach yourself all of that stuff. I taught myself how to build a website and and things like that. And, uh, you know, my initial plan was, oh, I'll, you know, blogging was just starting to blow up then, you know, back in 2009, 2010. And, uh, you know, I, my initial plan was to start my own blog and kind of run my own business. And the more I kind of dove into that, the more I realized that, Oh, God, I just hated all the technical aspects of it. I love the writing. I love the the creativity of it. But uh, I just didn't like all the tech stuff. And I just I knew that you had to spend so much of your time doing that. And, you know, I, I met Sean Keener, the, the CEO and co-founder of Boots and All. And uh, we just kind of really hit it off our... You know, our, our passions really aligned with each other and we kind of, you know, we found a way to work together. And I decided that that was going to be a better fit for me to go actually work for somebody else. And I still have a tremendous amount of freedom. I mean, I work from home full time, but I'm, I'm able to work from anywhere. Um you know, it's just uh, we we have a two and a half year old and and a house, so right now I'm choosing to work from home. Uh, I, I I see that definitely changing in the next you know several years for sure.
2: Yeah, I mean that's an important thing too uh, to to point out is the Paradise Pack is not just about location dependent business because we've also mixed in a lot of the travel element, so you can take those things and those skills and run with those. So if you just want to. Take a couple months off and you're not doing the work online thing or whatever. We're lucky lucky you. you,
0: just take a few months off yeah, and don't have yeah, to we, work as we, you do it.
2: We've all done it occasionally. Uh, so yeah, we should probably dig into to your book. <laughs> well, which we is, haven't even
0: told people yet. So yeah, this that's is true. good that this Adam a, came on second because we're, we told people that there would be a special bonus as part of the live cast that we're going to announce here. And Adam was kind enough to allow us to use the report that him and the team at Boots & All wrote called the Around the World Airfare Research Report. So that was not um, advertised as part of the Paradise Back yet. We wanted to save it just for the live cast to announce it. So that will be available for anyone who buys during this live cast. You can get the Around the World Airfare Research Report. So talk a little bit about that, Adam, because that's one of the things that boots and all and you guys do really, really well is these long-term travel trips and how to logistically put it all together. And how to save the most money.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, you know, that, that's Boots and All's goal as a company is to help people travel long-term. That's, that's what we want to do. Uh, we want to get as many people on the road as humanly possible. Um, airfare, as you know, if you're going to take a round the world trip, a long-term trip for several months or a year, airfare is going to be your biggest expense. You know, that's, that's just the fact, the fact of the matter, especially if you're going from continent to continent to continent. Um, you know, obviously there's the, the people who do all overland and that's awesome, but You know, 98, 99% of the people who do trips like this, they fly everywhere. So, um, there's a lot of misconceptions out there about airfare for a trip like this. You know, it's, it's like, well, I I want the ultimate freedom. So I just want to buy a one-way ticket wherever, and then I'll figure it out from there. That's an option. Totally. And then there's the complete opposite end of the spectrum, the round the world tickets that people hear about that are from the airline alliances. Um, you know, and, and a lot of people think those are your only two options. But the fact of the matter is there are lots of companies out there and travel agencies around the world who specialize in multi-stop tickets who don't have to abide by all the rules of the airline alliances. And what we wanted to do is shop all of them and compare all of them and kind of just pros and cons of each. And we don't you know, we, we came to several conclusions, obviously, um, you know, about what's better for which type of traveler, but it's not it's not black and white it's very gray and it totally depends on what you want out of your trip and what kind of traveler you are based you know as far as what option is best for you and that's how we try to try to break it down it's not necessarily lowest price or or, or things like that it's it's what is what's right for you and your trip and that's kind of the goal of the report.
2: yeah, I think that's great how you positioned it as a report essentially it's what you're talking about you're taking an analytical view of how to structure around the world journey, a more longer term trip. And that's really helpful because people can use what you've taught and adapt it to their specific situation, which is uh, kind of unique and also extremely helpful for the traveler that's, you know, I always say when it comes to building travel skills or online business skills, we've talked about it a lot already in this live cast. You know, you can, once you know this, once you have this knowledge, you can benefit from it for years you know i mean yeah airlines might change their rules and everything like that but there are some core principles and foundations that will literally pay off for years to come and can either save you tons of money over the next several years or a decade or just tons of time once you have the knowledge so i do think ideas and knowledge are gold in that way
1: yeah for sure and i mean that's that's all we're trying to do is is give people you know give people the resources and give people the you know, all the options and just teach them about all the options and, you know, and then you can, you, you know, use some of the other awesome resources that you guys have in, in the paradise pack and learn, learn about travel hacking and combine the two, you know, a travel hack your way around the world based on what you already know about airfare, from the airfare report. You know, I mean, there's, there's just so many options out there for people that, you know, if, if they take the time to learn about them, it really does open up a, a world of opportunity pun intended.
0: Yeah. As <laughs> well, you're an English major. <laughs> I'm surprised that oh, was the man. first pun of the day. I, you snuck it before he could get going yeah. here. Um, yeah. I think that's really a good point that you made. I dug into the airfare report uh, a couple days ago. And even me, someone who geeks out about airfare and miles and all this stuff, I was blown away by the amount of research that's in there and how easily it's digestible because a lot of times people put together these reports and you think like an academic report and three paragraphs in your eyes are bleeding and you're like, there might be a nugget of something in here, but I don't know how to find it. It's really well laid out, really awesome. And I like that you pointed out a lot of people here say, well, you know, I know the travel hacking thing. I like the miles and points. And it's really, I mean, if you have both you know, things in your arsenal, combining the two is what's going to be the best because miles and points might not be always your best use because there might be a cheap ticket or there might be a better way to do it. So I always tell people the more options you have, the better, because then you, you just pick and choose what works best for
2: that specific situation. Yeah. And if you travel enough, you're going to have to purchase a plane ticket at some point, right? Sometimes the miles (laughs) don't work or you've depleted them or it just doesn't work with the itinerary. So it's good to have that knowledge, I think.
0: Yeah. I want to I wanna touch on a few of the comments here because we've got a lot of people asking questions. First, we'll start with uh, Miles of Moxie, who's asked a few questions. So I'm just getting to this one. And she asked, what kind of prep did you do? And this is a great question. Did you do to travel around the world for one year? Did you have a mortgage? How, how did you prep? So if you could speak a little bit going back to where you said, you, know, you, you left your job, you started traveling for a year and you just want to do it and you didn't know what the future held. How did you actually plan for that trip?
1: Absolutely. So we were fortunate enough at the time we were we we had just gotten married um, a year prior before we started planning Um, and we were living in a family house. So we were we had cheap rent. That was super fortunate. Um, When we moved into that house, we, we helped fix it up and, you know, kind of worked out a deal with my my father in law that we were going to help fix it up and we were going to get, you know, favorable rent to live there while we saved up to buy a house. That was that was the goal, the, you know, the American dream, right? And uh we're doing that and uh we kind of got sidetracked along the way and my wife w- one day came home from work and she just stumbled across some blogs of this couple who did a around the world trip. She's like, "Oh, I totally want to do that." And I was like, "Okay, yeah, right. Sure. You're you're crazy, you know." I was like, "What are you talking about?" And um, you know, we, I, I, it picked my interest a little bit. Um, we actually got in a fight about it that night because I completely dismissed her as crazy and that's just totally not doable for normal people who have credit card debt and student loan debt and don't have trust funds and, and things like that. But, uh, You know, I I started digging into it a little more because I was interested. I love to travel and, uh, you know, kind of realized, hey, there actually are these like normal people just like us that are totally doing this kind of travel. And uh, so we started looking into it. And I mean, essentially what we were saving, you know, for a down payment for our house just became our trip fund instead. I mean, that's kind of. You know, that's kind of how we talk about it a lot of boots and all for people who who say, oh, I could never afford that. I could never do that. This is no different than any other big life event. Saving for a house, saving for college, saving for a wedding, you know, all these big things that cost tens of thousands of dollars to do. Long term travel is the same thing. And you're going to get the same, if not more benefits out of it. So that's just kind of how you have to look at it as you're saving for something major. So it's just... We own a house now, which just was delayed six years because of our trip. And I thank God, you know, because it completely changed our lives in every way possible.
2: I love that perspective, actually. I hadn't thought of it that way. And I think for people that are saving up for their first trip or just their next trip and they're like on the fence about going, your story is, I think, very inspiring because it did change your life forever. And that's the one thing about traveling or taking off. You just don't know. You don't know where it's going to lead afterwards. And now it's led to a career with boots and all that you really love. You get to work from home and spend time with your family. So it's, it's pretty amazing, powerful. Do you have any advice for somebody who has a spouse or boyfriend or girlfriend that might be... It sounds like you were on the other side of that. Yeah, like, I was. <laughs> kind of, you know, oh, I don't know. This sounds crazy. How did she persuade <laughs> yeah. you is what we're asking.
0: <laughs> what can someone else use to persuade someone who might think, no way, this is happening?
1: Honestly, it was finding the right person to um, connect with Um, and and not even not even person like it it was really I I stumbled across a blog of a couple who seemed like they were very similar to us. And seeing that someone very similar to us was able to do it, it just kind of made me think like, wait a minute. You know, if these people could do it, then why can't we, you know, and, and that's where once my, once my interest was was picked and and once I was like, huh, and once, once, once I started getting curious about it, I started digging into it more. And, and then, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm from the Midwest. People don't do this here. You know, it's very, very uncommon. I didn't know anybody personally who did it. And I mean, this was 2007 when we first started looking into this. So, I mean, God, blogs and, and Twitter wasn't even around yet, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, what so, Twitter didn't exist? I know <laughs> like, I didn't have a Facebook account yet uh, in 2007. And uh, yeah, I, I think it's really trying to connect with someone in your situation and you can certainly find someone in your situation. you know we had someone write we had a, a Malaysian girl write an article for us just a couple weeks ago. you know it, so she's from a country and a culture where you know this kind of travel is just, it's unheard of. But she, she found someone she could relate to. She found people, you know, she was interested in it. And, you know, she found people to kind of help her along the way. And she's been traveling for four years. You know, it's just, you you can always find someone who has a somewhat similar situation. I think that's really the key is seeing that, hey, this person's like me, and they did it. Why can't I?
2: Yeah, that's an important point. I think. Uh, If, if you're looking for some inspiration, there's so many blogs and people out there doing interesting things. And just you're essentially saying find some, somebody that's kind of in your similar situation and just model that or at least use it to inspire you and fuel your uh, your savings or your mission to go and take off. That's cool. Yeah, I want to
0: read a shout out to uh, Boots and All here because I agree with this person 100%. Um, so Passport Junkie says, Bootsnall is awesome. Their indie travel site is great for travel planning. Bootsnall helped me make the leap and begin my awesome two-year journey around the world. Dot, dot, dot. And I'm still going. So awesome. awesome. Passport Junkie and Adam, you guys do a, a, a fantastic job at Bootsnall. A question from Jesse D. Wilson. Do any of you travel or work independently with kids? So I can answer for both of us. Uh, the answer right now is no. And, now, no,
2: it's not yet.
0: <laughs> all right. Let's split hairs here. It's not yet. There's no big announcement coming on this live cast, no. I don't think, from either of us, unless Jason's hiding something. Um, but Adam, you do have a uh, have a child, uh, two and a half year old. How has it changed? Have you still been able to travel and what do you see as kind of the future? Because I think people say to me all the time, Oh, when you have a kid, I guess you're done traveling. And I look at him like, You're the oh, same man. people who told me I couldn't travel because of whatever the reason was before. So uh, talk a little bit about that since you're the only one with experience.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, so number one, yes, we've absolutely traveled with them. Um, you know, travel, you know, travel is a, is a teaching experience um, and, you know, something I firmly believe is that, you know, it's, it's, it's a part of one's education. And I think the more tra- well-traveled you are, the better off you are for it. Um So, so it's, it's just, it's a huge part of our lives. Um, We've, we've done some traveling with them. You know, we, we started off with some road trips. We just took them out of the country for the first time this past February. We just went down to Mexico for a couple of weeks. Uh, We were in Playa del Carmen, you know, but we rented an apartment. You know, it's not like we stayed in an all-inclusive. We flew down there. We took public transportation down there. We, you know, we traveled for the most part, how we normally travel. I mean, obviously, you have to make a lot more concessions now. Um, that's the longest trip, and the first time we've been out of the country with him, and and it went really well for the most part. Um, as far as the future goes, we're absolutely one hundred percent going to take a long term trip with our kid or kids if we have any more at some point. Um, you know, part of what taking our trip did for us is it really, it reshifted our focus and our priorities. So when we did buy a house, we bought well below our means because we knew that travel was going to be a big part of our lives. And we wanted to be able to continue saving for travel and have that kind of on the horizon, you know? So we didn't, you know, we, our couch is still five years old that we bought off Craigslist 150, uh, you know, for 150 bucks a couple years ago. Um, you know that we just our, our cars we have a 2007 and a 2008 car we don't you know buy new cars every two or three years like a lot of other people do we we make conscious choices every single day about our purchases that are going to allow us to travel in the future and to quit our jobs and do this again with our kids for six months or nine months or a year or you know we, we don't have anything planned you know anything concrete and planned planned as of right now but It will happen. It's just a matter. It's it's not a matter of if, it's when.
2: That's just what you talked about before, which is once you make travel, whether it's travel or location independence, a priority, all of your decisions shift to accommodate that. And then you will obviously make the efforts to achieve that goal. And I think that's an important mindset shift that you can make. And uh, as uh, some of the kind people here in the chat are pointing out, there are actually some coming on later, like Tim Leffel. um, Tim Leffel, um, Kaz and Craig Makepeace from Why Travel Blog. A
0: bunch of people who are going to talk, um, Sean Keener, who is the founder of Boots and All, going to talk specifically about traveling with kids. So I appreciate you kind of filling us in on that, Adam, because both Jason and I have always said, like, we're not going to change what we do. I mean, obviously, it'll change some, but we're, it's not like all of a sudden you go from constant travel or location independence, and then you have a kid, and all of a sudden you're living this boxed-in life. It's just you, you make the concessions where you have to make the concessions, and you figure it out where you have to figure it out. Right. Yeah. You don't change
1: what you do. You just change how you do it. Really. Um, yeah. and, and for anybody out there who is like really interested in family travel and traveling with kids and doing it long term, go to Boots and All to the homepage. In the search box up at the top, type in Jennifer Miller. She's one of our columnists and she had been on the road with her family of six for seven straight years. Wow. And she knows her stuff. She is an awesome resource. She's written Lots and lots of articles about traveling with kids. Uh, Her her oldest is 18 and her second oldest is 16 now. So, I mean, they were nine and and seven when they first took off and they have two younger kids as well. And, uh, you know, her there I met their entire family, their kids. I mean, Jesus, they're they're awesome. Like if my kids can end up like hers, I mean, God, I've done a lot of right things because it's just it's really refreshing to see teenagers. Act like they act, and and see who they are because of the lifestyle they've lived. They've lived on the road.
0: Yeah, yeah and good. yeah, we have a in the Paradise Pack too. Sean Keener has written a a whole guide about it on the right. Family Travel Guide to Long Term Travel. So that's in there as well. And I just want to point out, um, you said Jen. Jennifer Miller had six kids. There's someone in the chat, Karen here, who says she's traveling right now with seven of her nine kids. They've been on the road from Canada most of the time since 2007 currently in Mexico. It can be done. If she can do it with seven, anyone can really do it. I think that is such a, a myth around there. I wanted to get back real quick, unless you had a question, Jace.
2: No, I was just going to say, whether you're, if you're watching and you, you know you might not have kids, you might be a long way from it. I still think it's important if you love travel, it's probably something you're not going to stop being obsessed with for the rest of your life. I think it's one of those things when you, if you love to travel, that's not one of those things that kind of like, oh, I'm kind of tired of it now. Like You kind of love it for the rest of your life. So it's just, even if you don't have kids right now, I think it's empowering to know, hey, you could still have that later. And it doesn't mean you can't live the same kind of lifestyle and enjoy it in that way. So yeah, yeah I, want to, I want to
0: get back to the, uh, the airline tickets questions because you are the expert in cheap airfare and getting tickets. And you guys did all this research over there in Buton, and I just want to, um, get to Shaffy Taffy's question. Awesome names here, by Shaffey the way. Taffey. Yeah. Shafi Taffy. I was wondering if there was a way to get cheaper flights or buy miles, or what could I do to make my dreams possible? So Adam, if someone comes to you, and I get this a lot too, like, hey, how do I get cheap flights? It's not like we can explain it all in eight minutes here, but what are some of the, the really important things people should be looking at when they're trying to get cheap flights? Because there is it's constantly fluctuating, and there's so sure. many variables. What should they be looking at to do the best that they can?
1: I mean, if lowest price is what you care about, um, you know, then then going the one-way route learning about travel hacking, opening up rewards, credit cards. Those are, those are the directions you need to start going. Uh, rewards, credit cards. I mean, they're, they're the greatest thing out there as long as you're disciplined with your finances, which if you're going to be, if you want to travel or live a location independent lifestyle, then you're going to need to learn how to be, be responsible with finances and learn a lot of financial planning types of things. Um, but rewards, credit cards, I mean, they're the way to go. You know, we, I mentioned our Mexico trip uh, this past February. I, I paid $200 total for all three of us to fly around trip to Mexico because I used miles, you know, I just had to pay the tax. And I mean, that was just from building up miles. I've flown. Uh, we took a trip to Europe back in 2011, where one of our flights were free. We took a trip to Central America in 2012, where one of our flights were free all miles just because we have a reward, rewards credit card. We put all of our purchases on our credit card. We pay it off every month and we just build miles.
2: Hey, you're talking to the <laughs> right crowd. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah, I got nothing to yeah, We should mention that also Nomadic Matt's guide is in here, the ultimate guide to travel hacking. So if you're new to this, it's a very comprehensive, incredibly comprehensive resource. I just personally booked a flight to Germany for $41.20 so yeah. that feels pretty good. Yeah. If you're, looking <laughs> hey, to do awesome. the,
0: if you're looking to do the miles thing or you're just here as talking, you think that's too good to be true. We, I don't understand miles. I don't understand rewards points. I get that because that's where I was four years ago before I started my site. Um, and it, it's I, I tell people it's like a little bit of effort to peel back that first layer because it is confusing. They make it confusing mm-hmm. and vague on purpose in the beginning because they don't want you to you know, redeem them, you peel back that first layer in three, four hours, and all of a sudden you're like, a whole new world has opened up. I mean, we've probably spent in the last three years about $3,000 on plane tickets, and we've probably flown $100,000 worth of uh, flights. So, yeah. Nomadic Matt's guide in there is an awesome resource. He does a fantastic job at taking something, he really breaks stuff down very easily for beginners and then ramps up to the advanced stuff. So, it's really cool that his guide. Starts if you don't know anything, you can start there, but it ramps up to the really super advanced stuff. I know because I helped them kind of edit it and I read through it and was like, this is pretty advanced stuff,
1: right? Right, yeah. yeah. And you, you know, we're sorry, no, no, please um, go ahead, Adam. Um, so you know, the, the airfare report really focuses on multi stop airfare and you know, some airfare for a big trip, and you know, there's, there's a lots of different ways to look at airfare when you're planning a big trip. Um, if you're looking for the absolute lowest cost, then you know my suggestion is always right now. You know, stop what you're doing and open up some kind of rewards card to where you can start building miles. Second, you know, it, going the one way route is almost always going to be cheaper because you can you can search everywhere and just try to find the lowest one-way flight from point A to point B. Um, When you're trying to string together multiple flights or when you're planning a trip like this, you kind of have to think about your time and value as well. Um, You know, it may be worth it sometimes to pay a little more so you don't have to spend so much time when you're on the road researching and searching for that cheapest flight. That's what we did. That's how we took our trip. We we bought one-ways around the world. And, you know, I spent an inordinate amount of time searching for airfare while we were on our trip. And I mean, it worked out for us, but I mean, there is something to be said for your time too.
0: Yo, if someone is looking to get a paid flight, so they don't have miles or they they can't get miles or um, they live abroad, so it's not as easy to get miles in other countries as it is in the US and Canada, what is like one or two nuggets that we can give them about paid tickets, whether that be the long-term round-the-world tickets or whether it just be regular round-trip tickets as well?
1: Sure. Well, you know the the if you don't have miles, if you don't have points, the alliances are almost always going to be most expensive. Um, you know, sometimes you can find depending on your route. If you have like the perfect route, sometimes you can find a an affordable flight. But you're probably going to want to look at a company like AirTrax or Indy, which full disclosure are both owned by Boots and all. Um, but, I mean, this is what we do. We specialize in long-term travel, so we have the airfare tools to, to help people do that. They're not going to be the cheapest, but they definitely provide the most value. Um, you know, but, but look at all your options, and that's what we did with the airfare report. If you're a student, look at STA travel, you know, and just also know that using sites like AirTrax and Indy and STA travel, you don't have to circumnavigate the globe. You don't have to – it doesn't have to be within a certain mileage allotment. You don't have to travel east to west or west to east. You know, there's all those rules. They don't apply. Okay. And that's what a lot of people's misconceptions are. It's either one or the other. I either buy one ways or I go with this all-encompassing around the world. You know, you you can, let's say you're leaving from Chicago and you want to go to Central America, South America, and New Zealand. You can book those first couple flights, but you don't know where you're going from New Zealand. Okay, that's fine. Just book those and then figure it out from there. Or start shopping while you're on the road. You don't have to buy the whole thing at once. You can you can piece it together as well.
0: Yeah, love that advice. You don't have to do it all at once. You piece it together. You can look at budget airlines in that region if you're in uh-huh. Europe. Ryanair, EasyJet, Air Asia, all over Asia, uh, Jetstar, things like that. We've done plenty of trips where we booked to one place and we knew we wanted to go somewhere else, and then we would book, you know, we on the ground there. You know, you'd find good deals on Air Asia, things like that.
2: Adam, you got one more question, Jace, because we're going to be bringing Dave Lee on soon. I just wanted to say it was great to meet you and really appreciate you uh, taking the time to to come by and share your knowledge from the airfare reports, which is, of course, a bonus that we're offering during this live event. So yeah, pretty exciting. We wanted to say thank you so much for,
0: for putting that in as a bonus, Adam. There's people asking questions. So just to clarify, on the live cast, Adam's bonus, which is the Around the World Airfare Report, if you buy it now... It's in the package right now. So if you buy it, you'll get that. And you'll also get the first bonus that we were mentioning, which is Emily Utter's Adventurous Entrepreneur Series, which is a video series, 25 interviews with um, amazing entrepreneurs all over the world. Uh, I, I, I said amazing. That's kind of weird because I'm in it. So at least 24 amazing <laughs> people. Um, yeah. So you'll, you will get both of them. If you buy now on the live cast, you're getting both of them. So Adam, thank you so much. We really, really appreciate it.
1: Oh, thank you, guys. It was my pleasure coming on. It was awesome uh, seeing you again, Travis and Jason. It was it was fantastic to meet you, and uh, thanks for having me. It was a it was a blast. I'd love to do yeah, it again next sometime. Time,
2: uh, I come through St. Louis. We got to go get some toasted raviolis together. All right.
1: Absolutely. Oh, please let me know if you ever come through St. Louis. There's <laughs> lots of uh, awesome things to offer here that uh, that people don't know about. So,
0: very cool. All right. See you in August, Adam.
1: Yes. Yes. Absolutely.
0: If you like this show, guys, and you want more Paradise Pack Sessions, don't forget there's 10 more of those where this came from. So you can get them on iTunes. You can get them on Stitcher. However you're listening to this, you can find the other Paradise Pack Session episodes. Listen to me and Jason get to interview and ask questions of some of the world's foremost experts. All of these people are contributors to this year's Paradise Pack. So if you haven't yet and you want to pick up your very own Paradise Pack, head to www.theparadisepack.com. And again, if you're listening on a phone and you're doing something where you can't go online right now, make sure to set an alarm because June 7th at 1159 p.m. Pacific time, the sale will end and you'll never be able to get it again. Thank you guys for tuning in today. Thank you for all the support for making us the number one rated travel podcast on iTunes. And as always, happy free travels.